This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, federal employees get even closer to a pay raise and paid family leave. One of Homeland Security's major agencies is getting even more federal dollars. And following the recent shooting on a Navy base, many Navy pilots want the ability to carry firearms. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Federal employees are steps away from two new benefits in 2020, a 3.1% pay raise and 12 weeks of paid parental leave. The House passed the federal pay raise and two minibus spending bills. The Senate is expected to take up both bills this week. Meantime, the Senate sent the defense authorization bill to the president's desk. That bill includes a new paid parental leave benefit for federal employees. Federal employee unions say they're thrilled with the new benefits, but there's one priority that's not covered in the 2020 spending bills or the annual defense policy bill, collective bargaining protections. The House had passed appropriations language that would have prohibited agencies from implementing bargaining proposals that weren't mutually agreed to by employee unions. But that language didn't make the cut in the final minibus spending bills. The American Federation of Government Employees says it will continue to fight for collective bargaining protections in standalone legislation. Federal employees received an early holiday gift from the White House. President Donald Trump signed an executive order yesterday closing the government on December 24th. This is the second year in a row the president has closed most of the government on Christmas Eve. One of the big winners in the fiscal 2020 budget was the Homeland Security Department. With an increase of nearly $51 billion in discretionary funding, the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency will receive $2 billion, which is $334 million more than it received in 2019. Of that, CISA gets $58.5 million to reduce a backlog in vulnerability assessments and $136 million to modernize and better defend the federal networks. Less than three months out from the start of the 2020 population count, the House has approved a $6.7 billion budget for the Census Bureau to continue its decennial operations this fiscal year. The bill sets spending $1.4 billion higher than what President Trump asked for in his fiscal 2020 budget request. The Census Project, an association of good government groups promoting an accurate count, said the spending bill would give the Bureau the funds it needs to address cybersecurity threats, IT failures, natural disasters, and other emergencies. The spending deal passed by the House yesterday adds $110 million for military child care. That brings the total spending for the care of service members' children up to $1.5 billion. The military has struggled with child care recently. Problems include a lack of capacity and the inability to hire employees fast enough. According to Blue Star Families, 79% of female service members who relocated last year could not find reliable child care. The Army launches its newest career field. As Federal News Network's Jared Serber reports, this one's focused on marketing the service to the general public. The Army started picking soldiers for the new career path, designated Functional Area 58, last week. The application process will run through mid-January. Over the next five years, officials want to pick about 100 officers who have both experience in marketing and in one of the Army's basic branches. The change is part of a broader overhaul of how the Army organizes its marketing and advertising functions. Officials have been aiming to get uniformed soldiers more 
involved in the service's public messaging. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. After the recent shooting at Naval Air Station Pensacola in Florida, dozens of Navy pilots have expressed their desire to carry firearms on base. Fox News reports a form letter has been drafted for pilots to send to members of Congress and military leaders demanding those standing watch at military flight schools be allowed to arm themselves. The Congressional Artificial Intelligence Caucus is celebrating the inclusion of an explainable AI provision in the 2020 Defense Authorization Conference Report. Explainable AI refers to systems that allow users to understand, trust, and characterize the strengths and weaknesses of the system's decision-making process. The provision in the NDAA requires the Defense Department to brief Congress on its use of explainable AI, like the limitations of using it and potential roadblocks to its deployment. Despite talking up artificial intelligence, the Pentagon has yet to provide its Joint Artificial Intelligence Center with the visibility, authorities, and resource commitments needed to scale AI across the department. A new study from the RAND Corporation says DOD's AI strategy also lacks baselines and metrics to meaningfully assess its progress. DOD Chief Information Officer Dana Deasy says the report offers helpful recommendations for DOD to accelerate AI. Deasy says DOD will be taking the report's findings into consideration. Another agency CIO is on the move to the private sector. Here's Federal News Network's Jason Miller with details. Howard White, the chief information officer at the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, announced he's leaving his post on January 3rd. White has been the FDIC CIO since October 2017 and has worked at the agency since January 2017. White said he'll take a position with the private sector, but hasn't made a decision of where he's heading quite yet. Sylvia Burns, the FDIC's deputy CIO and former CIO at the Interior Department, will serve in an acting capacity until a successor is named. I'm Jason Miller. A bill aimed at helping agencies track federal grants has made its way to the president's desk. The House and Senate have now passed the Grant Reporting Efficiency and Agreements Transparency, or GRADE Act. The bill requires the Office of Management and Budget to develop a standardized reporting system for federal grant recipients. Congresswoman Virginia Fox, one of the bill's sponsors, says the bill would reduce compliance costs for grant recipients and improve congressional oversight of grants. And a judge puts the federal government on the hook for Texas flood damage. Federal News Network's Tom Temin explains. U.S. Court of Federal Claims Judge Charles Lettow rules the Army Corps of Engineers took property to benefit the government. West Houston homes upstream of a dam built by the Corps were ruined when the dam was closed to prevent downstream flooding during Hurricane Harvey in 2017. In the eminent domain case, the property owner said the Army knew their location would flood when it built the dam in the 1940s. Now the property owners are due compensation. I'm Tom Temin. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One, and follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. 